Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and you're all around hiring guru. And you know, I want to help you find that next better job. That's my goal. And I also like to talk about topics that are a little out there. And today I think you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. So today on the show, I'd like to welcome Greg McCoy, owner of The Hidden Gym, and that's G-Y-M, play on words. Greg is here today to share how nutrition plays a huge part in productivity in the workplace and how individuals and company leaders can help promote healthy eating in order to improve organizational success. Greg, I am so excited that you're here today. Yeah, me too. I am pumped. Uh, we set this a while ago and yeah. I've been looking forward to it. So here we are and I can't wait to do it. I actually had one of my team members that knew that you were coming on today. Nutrition's been a really big push for him lately and he wanted to be here to sit in studio to hear this today. Was so bummed he couldn't be here, but wanted me to tell you he's looking forward to hearing the episode once Good. it comes out. Good. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. And you know, I know that uh, there's entertainment value in these podcasts, right? But I hope that uh, everyone can take some things away from today's episode that will you know make positive change right away well i know i intend to because cool. i loved our conversation together and and a lot of times when i bring up topics on the podcast it's because it's a struggle i'm having or mm -hmm. i have had in the past and i know when it comes to nutrition that's a biggie in the workplace but before we go there sure tell me about you tell me about what sparked your interest and why you started the hidden gym just give it all to me yeah sure it's just you and me here okay yeah yeah <laughs> i it's been my dream to own a gym since i was in probably middle school high school um i knew like my dad was an entrepreneur he had an insurance business and so i was always attracted to the entrepreneurial life and then uh, I got my first gym membership at 14 years old. Wow. Well, 13, we, we lied and said I was 14. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, my dad and I went, neither of us knew anything. And then, you know, I just really dove headfirst into it and, and fell in love with training and read as much as I could get my hands on on the topic and it's become, you know, a lifelong passion for me. So I opened my first gym in 2009 at the ripe age of 22. Wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, a few, th uh, the stars aligned, I, you know, wasn't really my goal coming out of school. Um, I wanted to do it eventually, but things fell into place. And um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have one employee but myself for 10 months. Wow. Um, you know, and I owned that gym for five that went into a second one. Uh, and now with Hidden Gym, my wife and I started this brand in 2019. So this is our third gym. We've got uh, multiple locations now um, and just, yeah, loving every minute of it. So it's truly, um, I have equal bits passion for, for the business and the entrepreneurial side as I do for obviously the content of what, what that we do. That is amazing. Yeah. You know what, as you just said that, I just realized I started my first business when I was like 23. There we go. And I've quickly learned I'm a better entrepreneur than an entrepreneur Okay. because I am the worst boss to myself ever. Okay. Okay. Are you mean to yourself? No. Really? Yeah. 
I was so mean to myself. I made myself I work till imagine. midnight. Yeah. I was like, that is not good enough. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to learn. You have to learn how to balance it, right? Um, and and I've learned that the hard way. So may, maybe I felt like I wasn't mean, but in, in hindsight, I did, I did put myself through some hard years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I love number one. I love the name of your gym. I think it's so clever, the hidden gym. Uh-huh. And but but you also do now correct me if i'm wrong don't you like work with companies or work with buildings mm-hmm. to put gyms inside you know like buildings office buildings yeah so some of them have our namesake some of them don't okay um but we'll we'll talk with a whether it's a single employee um campus or a multi-tenant or an apartment and they'll consult with us on what their gym should look like what should be in it how much is going to cost should we sell should we not and then in the situations where there's you know companies involved mm-hmm. um, we'll sell if it's if the gym is uh, charges then we'll sell them group memberships uh, work with them on fitness and wellness um, or in some places where it's strictly an amenity um, you know they're not paying for it but we're doing things to encourage them to use it interest okay so question what's yeah. one thing you do because you're not going to believe this we have a gym in my building okay i've been there for almost five years I've been to the gym once. Okay. How are you going to encourage me to go to the gym? It's a two-part strategy. Okay. So for those of you that know, you're a reader, so I'm sure mm-hmm. you've studied the topic. But for those of you that know much about motivation, there's intrinsic motivation and extrinsic motivation. So we really rely a lot on the extrinsic, okay. which is essentially bribery. Um, and so in the corporate setting, we've learned the best way to get people out of their chair is offering them free stuff. Um, so we don't, you know, we are mindful of our role in there. You know, we want to energize, motivate, um, boost them for the Mm -hmm. day. So we'll often do smoothie events or, um, you know, coffee with healthy options with it, um, healthy lunches, different things to, you know, basically use that little extrinsic motivator to get them to walk through the door. Um, but really all it is, it's a, it's a conduit to build relationships and get us talking to them, hear about their goals, uh, set some simple plans in place um, and, and get them in the gym. Will you come to our office building? Because if you offered smoothies, I would come down there. I know. That's what it takes. I yeah. know, right? Yeah, protein cookies, smoothies. Um, our friends at Icon Meals are always hooking us up with little uh, healthy, you know, we call them engineered foods, but something that you like that's been, uh, you know, modified to be better for you. Ex- like protein popcorn. Exactly. That's yeah. a great way to get protein mm-hmm. in, and it's not bad. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. And I love that you brought up Icon. We'll talk about that in a minute. Sure. So, let's talk about the three o'clock slump, you Mm. know? So how can nutrition impact productivity? Two part answer. Okay. Um, Energy and mental clarity. Mm. And so the classic analogy, I think a lot of people have heard this before, but um, if you put crappy gas in a high end race car, it's not going to run well. Um, So you, you should treat your body like a high end race car. This is uh, you know, our bodies are amazing. They have evolved over thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. You have basically an apex predator uh, of a machine to use. Um, and if you fuel it like, uh, you know, it's a crummy machinery, it's going to behave bad. And so, you know, three o'clock, that's generally what's happening for most people is either lack of nutrition, blood sugar dump or overeating, my my blood sugar spiked and then dumped. So 
energy is all about maintaining and, and you want energy sources, basically your food. Mm -hmm. You are what you eat is a, a cliche, but it's very true. Um, so eating things that are going to help you maintain uh, stable blood sugar. I mean, who performs well when they're tired? I don't. I'm grumpy. Nobody, right? Like you might be at 60% of your best. Yeah. Um, whereas if you just modified what you're eating, you could stay, you know, 80, 90 all day. So what do I mean by that? I don't want to be vague, right? I want people to take something right. away from this. Um, lean proteins, complex carbohydrates, uh, healthy fats. Um, and, a, and a combination of these things is going to help you um, have a, a steady level of energy throughout the day so that you don't get that crash. Often it's carbohydrate rich diets, um, you know, protein and fats help slow the mm -hmm. um, uh, release of blood sugar with carbohydrates. So eating those things together, um, having a balanced meal is going to give you a sustained energy level. It, well, and I love that you brought that up, the balanced meal, because I don't think the balanced meal is like what I was taught when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Because I think what you're saying is like the protein, the carbs, and the fats, mm -hmm. right? Not necessarily the fruits, the vegetables, the that kind of, the meat, those kind of things. Although those do play a part into it, you know, because your meat's typically your protein. But I, I just don't think people think about it like that. Of course, yeah. I mean... Where most people are thinking uh, more in a, what is it going to taste like? Where, how can I get my hands on it? So convenience and taste mm -hmm. versus content. Yes. And so, yeah. So um, lead proteins, that's, you know, lean meats. That can be Greek yogurt. That can be uh, whey protein. That can be uh, maybe hard-boiled eggs, you know, if you bring your lunch. Um, but a protein source, complex carbohydrates is going to be, you know, brown rice, uh, sweet potatoes, uh, oatmeal, um, and I'm not afraid of, you know, starchy rices and potatoes, but as long as you're eating it with a protein or, or a healthy fat, it's going to, you know, stabilize the, you know, your, your energy. You know what I learned was a high source of protein recently? Edamame. Yeah. I had no idea. Sure. I love edamame. Mm -hmm. And so I, I get like the frozen individual bags and I just take them to work. Yeah. And I also, one of the other things I do that I think is so helpful that I've learned to do is number one snack mm -hmm. got a snack mm -hmm. but number two and it's a little bit more expensive but buying the pre-portion like the jerky mm -hmm. buying the indiv the individual packs yeah so that all i have to do is grab it in the morning and go yeah you bring up a great point because that's um that's one of the number one pieces of advice mm -hmm. we give our clients is um I'll, I'll say a couple different things on the topic but that's being prepared mm -hmm. um there's a study done at oxford it's one of my favorite studies to talk about but it was a giant weight loss study. And there's a ton of studies on the different types of diets to get the optimal weight loss. If you okay. were to summarize all of them, they basically say they all work. They're all putting you in a calorie deficit. Um, pick the one that works best for you or the which one that you like the best. But this one, it focuses on behavior. Because the truth of the matter is, this is in 1950. Right. Uh, we aren't curious about how the diet works. We know more than ever. Mm -hmm. So it's behavioral is our issue. That's why we're getting fatter. That's why we're getting lazier. It's behavior. Um, so this study focused on behavior. And the, one, the number one uh, weight loss uh, behavior was preparing meals in advance. Just pack your food. You're intentional about it. It's pre-portioned. Um, you're not going to make a bad decision out of convenience. Mm -hmm. um, so having your food ready for you in advance was is one of the best pieces of advice I could give. 
Um, and number two, you know, maybe if you didn't bring a lunch or you had plans to go out and maybe a deadline sneaks up on you, have a plan B, have a plan C, have a snack drawer. You could put beef jerky in there. Um, you know, you can do the little snack packs that are, that are really healthy um, that are available nowadays. Um, you know, I like, I like shakes and bars yep. um, because they're going to cover both macro and micronutrition. Um, you know what you're getting. And so it may, be, it may not be the best lunch, but it, is, it will at least get you through until you're able to get to what you wanted to get to. I love that you talk about that, about planning. And I've really recently <laughs> tried to be very intentional about that. And so I found this um, prepping solution on Amazon that literally has the portions has the lid with the name, like if it's protein, if it's, you know, good fat, if it's fruits, vegetables, it's got the right size. Mm. And I have found that to be so helpful because I don't have to measure anything. I just fill those little containers up for the week and grab and go. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Like, you know, you're never going to have the perfect system out of the gate, but just start trying. Yeah. You know? And you'll find little things that work for you that make it a little easier to stick to. You know, you do that for a couple years and you're on autopilot. So one of the like main things that the successful people that are successful with their fitness and diet goals is they don't have to use willpower all day, every day. Yep. Uh, if you've studied willpower at all, we know it's, it's finite. Mm -hmm. People make worse decisions at the end of the day because they've drained their willpower. We're forcing ourselves to, to work harder, to work longer, to go meeting yep. to meeting. My willpower is depleted. So I blow my diet. I, I agree 100%. And I think probably the best thing, the best recommendation that my trainer made for me, a couple of things. Number one, she's like, Casey, do you really have to have cheese at every meal? <laughs> I'm like, yes, I do. Yeah. I really do. You know, and chips and salsa too, yeah. even at breakfast. Sure. But anyway, but the other thing was shakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, because, and, and I did that just the other day at lunch, because I had a lunch that canceled, just like you said, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I was like, all right, go get my protein shake, and at least I'm getting some calories, because believe it or not, okay, I chose bad calories, but I wasn't eating enough calories, which is just as bad. Yeah, that, um, you know, and I, I hope that I get to do a segment on this soon, but under eating leads to overeating. So, yes. Yeah, let yes. me explain. So generally, I would say most people... Um, are going to undereat throughout the week. Mm -hmm. um, and so calorie deficit, calorie deficit, calorie deficit. Now I'm ravenous. Yep. I'm going to overeat big time. And so if you were to average out my calories over the week, it's a surplus. And then you're frustrated because you're like, I ate like a bird all week. Why am I gaining weight? Well, you know, you ate 10,000 calories over the weekend and uh, 1,000 calories Monday through Friday. It's, exactly. Uh, You've the, been following the net, me. <laughs> the net balance. If you and everyone else, you know, there's trends here. <laughs> That's incredible. So, okay, so talking about the calorie deficit. So let's go back to this because I know that a lot of people were busy. We're less busy now since COVID hit, I think, mm -hmm. but we're still busy. We've got those work obligations and all those things. Um, and people, and I used to be so guilty of this. I'm not anymore. They skip lunch. Mm -hmm. Why do we not want to do that? It, you know, like we talked about, um, you're going to – Two reasons that you crash. One is because you ate the wrong foods and your blood sugar took mm -hmm. a dip. The other is just because you went too long without eating. You know, you've got to, you want to keep a drip of uh, high quality nutrition going throughout the day. And that's mm -hmm. going to maintain your energy levels. And not only your energy levels, but on a metabolic level, um, there's what's called the thermogenic effect of eating. 
which means it requires energy to break down the energy I've consumed. And so that's why a lot of people will recommend smaller meals throughout the day um, because you're going to speed up your metabolism. Um, you'll, it's less to digest at one time, so you'll digest it better. You're likely to get less sleepy because you just ate a yep. giant meal. You know, if you're going to eat a third of your calories in 30 minutes, like you're going to get sluggish no matter who you are. Yep. So eating throughout <laughs> the day, you know, those small bits of balanced food um, is going to be good for your metabolism and help maintain your energy levels. Yeah, I'm really not good at snacking. So we just had this whole conversation in the office today. Number one, I want to tell you that one of my coworkers is so bad. He brings donuts once a week. Okay. <laughs> and I will tell you, and kind of going back to that, you know, willpower, once you get on autopilot, I, I looked at him and just walked right by him today. Mm -hmm. I'm not bragging. I'm kind sure. of proud of myself yeah. for doing that. I was like, yeah, no, not interested. And I went and had my cottage cheese and boiled egg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, I bet you just ate something really healthy. I'm like, I <laughs> did. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, but it There's does. There's power in that. It, there is. It's empowering to say yeah. uh, this. I'm going to turn down the instant gratification of a of a donut so that I can have the long-term benefit of health and fitness. Yeah, exactly. So I love that. Um, so here's another thing, and I love my employers. Normally I am like, VIP is amazing. It's an amazing place to work. I would never be anywhere else. And most people would consider this an amazing thing, but the snacks, yeah. the snacks. We have so many snacks. Sure. And I would say probably maybe a 10th of them are healthy. <laughs> So how do you deal with that? Or how can employers encourage that nutritious eating? Yeah, um, you know, I like to do an exercise, whether it's with clients, uh, clients being like you as an individual or clients being a company uh, called the start, stop, continue. What do we need to start doing? What do we need to stop doing? And what do we need to, what are we doing right that we should keep doing? So on the stop list, Stop making it so damn easy to yes. be unhealthy. Right. So I mean, no more how, chips. No more how chips. How hard is it? Like, um, not only are you, um, is it convenient, but it tastes good. So yeah. you've got two reasons that are very hard to overcome. If it's not so convenient, you probably would have made a bad choice. This it's is true. Free. It's available right here, right now, and it tastes good. That's. I mean, it takes a lot to overcome that. So you could stop making unhealthy foods so accessible. <laughs> um, so that's on the stop side. Um, you could start having more healthy snacks available. If you're going to cater in food, be mindful of the mm -hmm. impact it's going to have. And if you want to talk to the CEO who's more interested in the bottom line, right? How is it really a smart idea to blood sugar crash your whole staff with donuts? Okay, let's all eat them. Get real hyper for 30 minutes and feel like crap for the next two hours and probably fall asleep at the desk. You know, there's there's fallout from... Exactly. You know, maybe it's cheaper to buy, you know, $50 worth of donuts than it is $200 worth of a healthy breakfast. But what is the impact it's having short-term and long-term on your staff? That's a really good point. So start providing healthy options. Um, also, I wish more and more companies would uh, start providing or continue providing education. Mm. You know, as we've just been talking about don't necessarily need a ton of education on what to do, mm -hmm. but w let's talk behaviors. What, you know, how does your company culture influence, you know, health and fitness and wellness? Because we know um, if, if we can get it to work, employees are going to be happier. They're going to like you as an employee better. Yep. They're going to miss less days. Healthcare costs are going to go down. It's just a 
a myriad of benefits um, that come from these type of activities. I love that. And, you know, I think that there are some programs out there that work side by side with your insurance mm -hmm. that will help you. And I think your insurance may give you a discount. I'm not sure how all that works, but We're, there are programs out there. It's evolving. It's it? a little okay. sloppy right now. Okay. It's confusing. Um, but there are programs like that and it's evolving quickly because, you know, it's one of the, especially like, you know, the workers of today have different priorities, especially mm -hmm. after a health crisis. Yep. Um, the priorities are a little different, so they tend to appreciate um, things that are uh, both good for their mental health and their physical health. So these, uh, basically the people I've spoken, um, this is what I want, this is what I need to be healthy and happy, and companies are starting to respond. And there's, um, you know, the insurance companies um, are providing solutions to help with stuff like this. So there's hope. I, I, and I think so. And, you know, I wanted to ask you too, you know, there's a lot of, you know, when you're in an office type setting, you're sitting at your desk from nine to five and that's got to be unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So what, first of all, what do you recommend for somebody who has a desk job? And then what do you recommend to fuel that person so that they're maintaining that energy, maintaining that productivity and that health? Yeah. Physically, I'd recommend you got to get up every now and then. Mm -hmm. Take a walk if you've got the time for it. You know, every two hours, walk ten minutes, or just hit, the, go down the stairs and back up. You gotta, you know, you gotta keep your circulation yep. going. Um, it's it's a sitting epidemic. We've labeled this. Um, and so what happens physiologically is um, your hips get really tight in the front, which is gonna, you know, give you some hip pains. It's gonna negatively affect your lower back. Uh, the girls hate this one because it's gonna make your glutes smaller. Oh no! Yeah, you're gonna lose. Uh, you're gonna lose the good part of the backside, <laughs> um, and so there's you know in your shoulders you start to get yes. a, an internal rotation, which is not a good look. Yeah. Um, so there's you know. Look at we'll, me! I'm like straightening we'll do, up. Yeah, we'll do. Um, we'll go into an office and and just teach people a, a five minute stretching routine they can do to combat the the issues of sitting. You know, uh, four or five things that you can do at a desk that will help you not have all of these issues from, you know, day after day sitting. Uh, the standing desks are great. Apple watches are great that remind you to stand for yep. a couple minutes. Um, and then on the nutrition side, you know, it's a it's balanced diet. It starts with breakfast, um, having healthy snacks, um, a good lunch. And I can always also, I like to recommend, it's not a popular recommendation, but at least for some period of time, tracking your food. Most mm. people have no clue yep. what they consume. Um, it's, it's very, uh, anybody that's ever done, you know, a, a personal finance budget, yep. it's the very same thing. You can't just like, I think I'm spending too much money or I, th I think I'm saving, <laughs> right? Like you gotta know. Right. Um, and nutrition is the same thing. Like you can't get to where you're going if you don't know where you are. Exactly. I think that was one of the things when I started working with a personal trainer that really shocked me was recording what all I was eating. Mm -hmm. Number one, the cheese. We'll go back to the cheese. <laughs> Lots of cheese. Yeah. Um, but, and, and really not getting those calories in every day because, in, but then splurging on the weekend sure. because we'd go out to eat. We'd have mm -hmm. time. We'd enjoy. We'd have three big old meals, you know, and mm -hmm. I'd cook breakfast. And it was, it was really eye-opening for me. So I now track 
and it really stinks sometimes when I have to track because mm -hmm. I know I've got accountability for my trainer because she has access to it. Sure. And do, do you have a specific app that you recommend for tracking calories? Yeah, we like to, um, my fitness pal is by far the most popular. Yep. It's great because we put uh, most of our clients and members on an app where their workouts are. Mm -hmm. And so my fitness pal syncs with the app. Oh, nice. And so you can see what you've been eating, what you've been doing all in one place. My second favorite um, and the one I've used for years is called my net diary. Oh, I hadn't um, heard of that one. Yeah, it's a little Apple icon. Um, it's very simple to use. Um, so, yeah, those are my two favorite. And one mm -hmm. funny thing with the tracking is one motivation, one motivator I didn't see coming was that people that don't like tracking, they just tend to eat the same thing every day so they don't have to track as much, which is, uh, you know, a great way to do it. If, if you're the type of person that doesn't want to spend time thinking about what to eat all the time and putting together these meals... Once you get it down, you're yep. like, okay, this is the right amount of calories. This is the right macros. Um, now I just repeat. That's funny that you say that because I don't do that on a, like a daily basis, mm -hmm. but I do it on a weekly basis. Yeah. Like I know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, exactly what my breakfasts are going to be. Perfect. I'm going to have two days cottage eggs, uh, cottage cheese and eggs, boiled eggs, and then I'm going to have a parfait, and then I'll probably have oatmeal you know, yeah. with my flaxseed and chia seeds and all that kind of and stuff. And that's great because it's habitual and you can just repeat, you yeah. know, you've already gone through the process of like auditing it Yep. with the help of a coach, even better. Um, and then you can just repeat it. Okay. So very quickly, this is something that I struggle with, um, because I am a busy person. I like to think I am anyway, <laughs> but exercise, how often should we be exercising during the week? Because I can tell you, I know I'm not doing enough. Yeah, um, actually the, um, you know, I think it's, if it's health.gov, mm -hmm. um, you know, our government has actually done a good job at keeping this information up to date. It for a while was severely outdated, uh, much like the original food pyramid, um, you know, it's not good advice anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the recommendations there are very good. Um, so, you know, recommending spending at least twice a week using resistance training. I love yeah. that they added that. It didn't used to be in there. Um, but that's going to help uh, any build muscle mass, which is going to protect your body. Um, it also improves your metabolism. Every pound of muscle that you have is going to burn 50 calories a day just by the fact that it exists. Hmm. So if you add five pounds of muscle, you now have a 250 calorie free pass um, to consume a little bit more. Um, so tw at minimum twice a week, I'd say optimally four times a week resistance training. Um, and then they recommend between 150, 300 minutes a week of aerobic exercise, which boils down to a, about 20 to 30 minutes a day. So a brisk walk. Yeah. Okay. Or you don't have to do it every day. You can do, you know, 40 minutes, three times a week. However, you know, it, it's the most important that you get about those totals. And I think it's important to point out too, that, um, most of this doesn't need to be rigorous. Okay. You know, even in an elite athlete, our rigorous training is going to be 10 to 20% of the total amount. So even in endurance sports, you know, I worked with triathlons uh, or triathletes and the, the amount of time that you spend in the hard training zone, the red zone, we like to call mm -hmm. it is only, you know, 10 to 20%. Most of it is aerobic base. So taking a walk, riding a bike, um, you know, if you, if you like to be in the gym, the, the cardio machines, you know, those, uh, slower and steady sessions are important. Okay. Okay. Because people get scared. They're like, oh, I don't want to just like, I can't work hard 300 minutes a week. Um, it is only, a, you know, between five and 8% of your week. Um, so keep it in context. It's really not that much. 
Um, but it doesn't have to be this painful experience that you dread. Right. Um, you need a little bit of it, but uh, in the right dose. I love that. I love that a lot. And I'm, I'm working on that, trying to incorporate a little bit more. I, I feel pretty accomplished getting the nutrition yeah, lined up. you're on the right track. I think that's probably oh, yeah. the most important out of everything. It's, it's, um, it's going to be 80 plus percent of your results. Yeah. Um, but I will say on the exercise side, um, the cognitive benefits of exercise are incredible. That even to the fact that the top neuroscientists in the country will tell you that if exercise didn't benefit you physically at all, it's so worthwhile because of what it does to your brain. Huh. So if you, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, if you truly want to be an optimal performer, you cannot ignore the exercise component. Fine, I'll do it. Okay, very quickly, what is one health tip you can share to help people make better nutrition choices at work? I think I'm going to go back to the Oxford study and, and say, prepare your meals in advance. You know, it's intentionality, it's portion control, um, you know, you're well planned, you're prepared. That would be my number one piece of advice. You know, and you mentioned Icon Mills earlier, and mm -hmm. I just want to give a shout out because I just recently discovered him and then found out that you knew the CEO. And I was like, oh, my God, tell him I love his food <laughs> because it's locally prepared yep. and um, freshly prepared every week. And so you can get it. Um, you can go into the store and get it or you can have it delivered and it's frozen. But I like to get it fresh. But I love it because talk about a balanced meal, perfectly prepared for whatever it is, if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to get protein or if you're trying to build muscle, you've got those different meals specifically for that. And that's another way that I think you can prepare yeah. for um, the week. And I do that because a lot of times I'm batching it. And so it, you know, likely if you're listening to this, you're probably a high achiever, right? Like you're craving some new information. Right. So this is for you, but it's, I like to, it's like what I put many of our executives on because it's delegation. Not only is your meal prepared, you didn't have to go to the store to buy it. Yep. You didn't have to cook it. You don't have to do dishes afterwards. Right. The amount of time you saved alone is well worth the cost of the meal prep company, not alone, you know, the, uh, you know, the performance and health benefits that you're going to get. Well, and they're very reasonably priced mm -hmm. too. I think they're like, what, 10 to $12 a piece, yeah. which is nothing compared mm -hmm. to if you have to go to the grocery store right now. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I could talk about this all day. <laughs> We're going to have to wrap it up. Sure. So I need, I, I have to ask you our VIP questions. So okay. I'm going to take you out of your comfort Let's zone for a it. minute. Let's do okay? it. So if you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? That is a hard question. I okay. Know. We're colonizing Mars. I assume there's like some infrastructure there or do I need to bring like an oxygen tank? Mm -hmm. So I think like philosophically, like my first gut instinct is kind of like, uh, I'd bring my wife. Um, she's my best friend. I wouldn't want to see Mars without her. <laughs> um, and uh, I'd bring my Bible, you know, uh, something to feed my soul. And it's probably going to be kind of boring there in the beginning. Like, um, and then I would probably find the baddest like rover vehicle NASA has to yes. offer, so I could just like tear up Mars. Yeah. <laughs> um, if there's no infrastructure, then I might exchange my wife for an oxygen supply. And I might trade my Bible for, uh, I don't know, some kind of spacesuit. <laughs> I don't know, something more practical. Because, <laughs> you know, if, you're, if I've got a, a Bible and a wife and I can't breathe or, um, you know, Kinda survive mute. the elements, then probably she won't be pleased I invited her. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I love that you gave that so much thought. Yeah. Um, so what's thing you, one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? Um, 
I have a whole morning routine. I don't know if, like, if morning routine counts as one thing um, or if that's like a few things. But I, I basically I read 10 pages when I wake up with my first cup of coffee. That's, you know, takes, you know, not 10 minutes or something. Mm -hmm. um, so I love to read. And then um, I'll spend, you know, five minutes. I'll have a little devotional that I'll do for my spiritual health. And then I've got a little journal and I've been doing this for, you know, I've kind of crafted it over three, four years, but I'll write down my, my, my top three goals. Um, I'll write down wins from the day before, lessons learned from the day before. And it's all brief. This whole thing takes me maybe five, eight minutes. Uh, my three most important tasks for the day, mm -hmm. um, some affirmations and then a, a small, like a small little visualization exercise. So I, I usually pick one of the goals and try to like really crystallize what it would look like to to do that and i'll and i'll write that down so all that whole little morning routine i i love it i don't feel right if i don't do it, it takes me about 20 30 minutes in the morning you know our morning routines are almost identical yeah there we go <laughs> that is crazy did we talk about we didn't no, talk about we have this not talked about this yeah did you read the miracle morning yeah yeah that's where yeah okay i, got, so that I makes borrowed sense. some yep. elements yeah you yep. know it's I pulled things from all kinds. Well, on Miracle Morning, one of the things I changed was the visualization. And I think that's in there that it you is. suggested. And I then I started dividing it up as to uh, process, visualizing the process and visualizing the outcome. Because oh, I think okay. he says in there that, you know, people that, if you just visualize the outcome, that's good. But visualizing yourself doing the steps yes. required yes. is even better. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I was actually wearing my Miracle Morning shirt yesterday. Were you? Yes. Yeah. I wore it when I had Hal on the show. Yeah, that's and he was so like, cool. That I was like such a shirt. great episode. It's awesome that you had him on. Yeah. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was like a dream come true. I bet. So. I bet. Okay, my final question for you. If your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? Hmm. Yeah, these are hard. Um... Gym owner changes the world with fitness. Okay. Subheadline: uh, mortality rates are. Uh, we're living longer than ever. We're happier than ever. In it, we're more innovative than ever. Um, and the medical, the pharmaceutical costs are a third of what they used to be. <laughs> that was a really long headline, but that, that's, I that's think it the, covers it all. Yeah, that's the little like the little sub headline yeah. in italics. Oh, this has yeah. been so much fun! I knew it was going to be. I know people are going to want to get in touch with you. So, yes. how do they find you? Uh, HiddenGym.net is the website to the gym. That's you know the J Y M J G Y M G Y M. That's what I meant. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah, HiddenGym.net. Um, you know, you, we've got you know contact forms on there for anything and everything. We're on every social channel um instagram facebook youtube you know google so you can find us we're, we're not we're a hidden gem but we are very uh, findable i love it yeah. if you can't find him call me i will put you in there touch you with them so amazing experience i knew it was going to be i need to give a shout out to chris gumbari for introducing us yeah, he's a chris huge fan of yours yeah we've been friends for probably 15 years that's insane he I, filmed my wife before she was my wife wow yeah uh, when Did, she was first getting into competing and that was where we first met and then we've seen each other off and on for years so well great guy of course and yeah. of course all the people here at real news pr are great including our producer trey who we shout love out to trey. shout out to trey <laughs> mr smiles trey's been here for every episode cool. almost wow. maybe not one or two but out of 175 that's not bad that's not bad at all that's yeah. a pretty good show up rate yep that's pretty good 
He's my shack. I'm his penny. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I just have one last thing to say. Okay. To you are a VIP. All right. <laughs> VIP status. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.